All right, you guys welcome, welcome. Grab a dessert, grab a drink, find a seat, do your thing. I'm starting a little bit early at 6.07. Uh, not 6.10, but you guys can handle it, right? It's all right. It's all good, it's all good. So I bumped into someone recently, this past week, and they walked up to me and they literally said, it was pretty fun hanging out with you yesterday. And that caught me off guard because I didn't hang out with them the day before. And so I looked at him and I was like, what? And she was like, it was fun hanging out with you yesterday. And I just laughed again. I was like, I have no clue what you're talking about. Like, honestly, I'm totally lost. And she goes, I listened to two of the podcast yesterday and it literally felt like I was hanging out with you. And I was like, oh, thank you very much. Thank you very much. And I'm also taking this mindfulness course right now um, offered for free through Building Hope, which was amazing. So that's pretty cool. It's four weeks. And when I went to this mindfulness course, there were some people there and we started talking and introducing. And then one thing led to another. We're talking about more to life. And then one of the people was like, yeah, well, I can't make it. And I was like, oh, you can just listen to the podcast. And they were like, huh? And I was like, well, they're on iTunes. And they were still like, huh? And so I was like, do you have an iPhone? So they pulled out the iPhone and we showed them right? We showed them, like, here's the deal. There is an icon on your iPhone that's called podcasts. And it comes and it's there. And you might have to look for it. It might be buried on your phone in some weird way, but you can find it. And when you get there, you can touch it and you can say, start listening now. And then you can search for adventure inward. You can search for more to life, adventure inward, uh, more to life, Phil Gallagher. And it should pull up the more to life podcast. And then you can click the button subscribe then you'll be notified and you'll get like the latest ones, the newest ones, all that kind of stuff. It's not the most classy of podcasts, right? Because it's this microphone that's right here and I just drop it into GarageBand quick. We're looking at maybe putting like a little loop on there with some cool intro music and maybe polishing it up a little bit, but it's out there. And you can go back and listen to some really fun ones. Um, like some really, really cool talks if you missed them. So feel free to go out there and do that, check it out, review it. Say like, hey, I know this guy, he's weird. Leave any kind of funny reviews. I like funny reviews, personally. Like the ones that are just like, this is so great. That's a pretty lame review. Um, but you should, you know, hype it up. Make it funny is what I think. So anyway, all of that to get on to. Um, at the end of tonight, I'm gonna pass out a piece of paper to everyone. I'm gonna go stand at the back door. When you leave, I want you to grab this piece of paper and you can simply fill it out and bring it next time. Um, you can fill it out and drop it off at my house. You can find me and give it to me, great. You can also send an email to philgallagher at experiencemortolife.com if you'd rather do that. This piece of paper was my little brainchild after running the other day and I thought of a really cool more to life night that we could do. And I was like, but I can't do this alone, and so I need your help. So this piece of paper says, my blank year old advice, so that's your age, okay? You don't have to put your name down, just your age. So my blank year old advice to my blank year old younger self, okay? This is what you're gonna do, yeah, right? And so I highly suggest, here's what I suggest. I suggest backing up five, 10, or 15 years, like, right? I wouldn't go all the way back, like some of you have a far way to go. You don't, you don't, you don't have to go all the way back. Like, I'm just saying, like, back up. Maybe five years is appropriate, like, because you've got some really good advice for someone who's five years younger than you. Maybe it's 10 years, maybe it's 15 years. Maybe there's a certain age that, like, right when I said this, because all of you were like, oh, like you had an idea. I want you to fill that out. You can leave it here anonymously tonight if you have time. But advice, I mean, that should take some reflection. That should take some time. So I encourage you to take it home when I'm back there. Take it with you, and then we're going to have a night um, probably in April, probably in May, when we use these, right? So don't like be dropping names. Don't be like, never talk to so-and-so. Like they'll, no, 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 no. Like, you know, we're talking some good advice that you could throw out there to your younger self. 
because we're going to use it and it's going to be a really cool night. I have to admit, it's going to be fun. It's going to be awesome. So I'll be back there when you do that. My other question is, how's the 99 versus the one going? The 99 versus the one, if you were here last time, we kind of talked briefly about this. I bumped into someone today and they were here for the talk last time when we talked about the 99 versus the one and the fact that everybody deserves a standing ovation. And let me also say this, okay? When I was talking about that, I wasn't saying you have to applaud everybody all the time for the stupid ass things they do, right? <laughs> like I wasn't saying that because I feel like some people heard maybe just a little bit of that. But what I was saying was this, first and foremost, you as a human being, you're worthwhile, you matter, and you deserve a standing ovation for existing, for being here, for breathing, for being alive. Some people haven't heard that. Some people don't feel that's the starting place of their existence. That's what we were shooting for. That's what I was saying by everybody deserves that standing ovation. So like, do we tell the truth to people? Yes, we tell the truth. You know, I had this experience where I went to this retreat thing and I was there and geez, I think I was like 28 at the time, maybe 29. And it was this sudden revelation for me that like I mattered even if I were to lay on the couch for the rest of my life and eat potato chips and do nothing, I mattered and I was worthwhile. That's kind of a great starting place because then you don't lay on the couch and eat a bag of potato chips for the rest of your life. You respond to that kind of love and that kind of inclusion and that kind of acceptance and you get off the couch <laughs> and you do other things in response to that kind of genuine acceptance. So that's where we were going with, with that whole 99 versus one. But I bumped into someone today and, and I, and I told him after our conversation, I said, I needed to hear that 99 today, you know? Like, cause I was kind of reveling in the one a little bit today. The one, the person who does not stand up and refuses to give me any kind of attention and has just that one little piece, you know, and that voice became the loudest, but I needed to hear that 99 from that person today. So moving on, have you guys ever driven past someone in the same car as you? and you kind of feel that slight obligation to get excited. And, right, there's this similarity like, apparently we have the same taste, right? And I kind of need to be like, hey, hey car buddy. Like, I have a Ford Flex, we're trying to sell it if you want it. It's overpriced. <laughs> and it's got some issues. What? <laughs> yeah. If you read her ad, it's an awesome car. <laughs> I drive a blue Subaru Outback. <laughs> so that's easy to do up here. I got all the way into the car and I'm like, this is not my car. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty awesome. I uh, uh, uh. That's when you just push the panic alarm. I got into a car that looked like his and he wasn't the driver. Oh my gosh. You guys, that's amazing. That just happens, yeah? Aside from the car, I saw the way, way back. I wanted to mention that. Oh, yeah. It's a good movie. How many have seen it? Anybody? Anyway? <laughs> Tony's like proud. No, I'm serious. It's such a good movie, right? Way, way back, wonder. Sometimes I'll say movies from up front, just, I probably need to preface this. Sometimes I'll say movies that you probably shouldn't watch, too. Um, <laughs> Because they're my, they're, they're my kind of movie. Like, a couple weeks ago, I referenced Donnie Darko. Love that flick. Most of you probably not like it, and that's okay. Like, it's a creepy bunny, and there's weird stuff in that movie, but it's awesome. But I'll really preface it in a way that's like, you should see this movie if I think you should go rent it. Don't waste your money. If I just say, Donnie Darko, it's so cool. No, don't bother. But back to this card thing. That's crazy that you guys did that. The, the pressure to like find that commonality and that similarity is hilarious to me. And oftentimes I don't want to wave at my flex buddies. Like I kind of, you know, I kind of try to go against the grain sometimes. But every time you see the car, you're like, oh, there it is, there it is, there it is. Now, I've been doing a ton of weddings 
And one of the things that gets me excited about weddings is, regardless of what's happening in the world, because um, there's a lot going on, right? I mean, from disasters and natural disasters to human-made, created disasters to all sorts of things. I feel like the year of 2017 was a heavy kind of year. And regardless of what's going on out there, I get to show up to a moment where two people feel pretty crazy about each other. And publicly, they say it, right? So just real quick, this weekend, wedding. Warmest day of March I've ever seen in my life. I don't know how they picked that one, but they did, right? And so we're standing up there, and this guy has on the biggest dark sunglasses ever, and his bride is walking toward us. About 20 people. And I just whisper over to him, and I say, you want to keep those glasses on? Or is she going to be pissed? You know, <laughs> like, like what, do you, what do you want to do? And he had a thick accent. And he said, he basically said really quick, he's like, man, I can't take these off, because if I do, everybody's going to see me crying. And I was like, it's, wear them, man. Like, keep them on. It's all good. She got up there, and the, um, I welcomed everybody. And as I'm welcoming everybody, she goes, are you really going to keep those on? <laughs> like, I saw it coming. I saw it coming. And so he took them off, and he was crying like a baby. I get to be a part of this crazy, weird moment where people affirm love. And every time I walk away, I'm like, man, I just I did something good today. I helped like all of us as a family, human family, take a step forward somehow. Because I know how many ways in which love was not being affirmed today. Because it comes up on my phone all day long and like crazy. And sometimes I think it's interesting that one of the similarities that I feel pressured to find is like someone driving the same car as me. But like, all the time, like we all crave and need this deep affirmation of love going on in the world. And sometimes we're willing to overlook that, like left and right in one another and in each other. And we're gonna kind of dive into that just a little bit tonight. Cause I wanna go there just a little bit. With the political climate, with like so much that's been happening period, I think the inability to find common ground and a center within ourselves sometimes jeopardizes our ability to find common ground and centers with those around us. I don't think sometimes we've been doing the hard work within our own personal selves to find a common centered place. And then when it comes to like trying to work at that with other people around us, it's that much more difficult. We perhaps don't even know where to start, how to begin, or what to do. So again, in so many ways, it does come back to you. And kind of starting in that kind of a place, inside your own heart, inside of yourself. So uh, we're going to do a series, and it's called Shift. And I love that word. I love the word shift. And we're going to talk a little bit about perspective. And to kind of throw it out there for you tonight to get us started, I'm going to try and play this video that I posted. This is one of those dumb videos on Facebook, you know, that you see and you're like, what? What? And so I'm going to make it bigger here for you. We're going to do full screen. We'll see if it can happen. But this is just some images that literally uh, are all about perspective a little bit. And it's kind of like if you shift your perspective just slightly, it's never quite what it seems, right? Like you look at things, he spins this thing so fast it looks like an arrow. And then when you get closer and you see it, like it's just not. It's all these tricky 3D creations, right? That when he moves them, you're like, huh? This was the weird one, and I don't know if you can see it, but like here it's like a circle, and here it's an oval. And it's like weird. This is the best one, in my opinion. In the mirror, it's circles. Over here, it's diamonds. He turns it, now it circles here, now it's diamonds there. It's like, what? Just, this is one of those trippy ones where the kids are sliding up, you know? But it looks like they're, it's weird. It's just weird. The ball rolls up the place. 
goofy things like that. I like this one too. It's weird. Right? <laughs> That's the best. Sometimes, what I want you guys to get is, in my, whoa, what's happening now? You guys wanna watch that? No, it's okay. Um, sometimes the slightest shift can really change absolutely everything. The slightest shift. Now, Monday night, my basketball team played their final game. It was a makeup game. Um, this picture is taken after the game, after the game. I'm going to talk about one kid in particular, but what I want you to know is we did lose. <laughs> we were 100% defeated this season. Uh, we played really hard. We improved. Still didn't win, but we played our hearts out. Now. I, I do want to throw it out there too. Our last game, there was a kid on the other team. He's 10 years old. He's in fifth grade. He's 5'11". I swear, I kid you not. Like, I felt he was taller than me. Wasn't he? I mean, the kid was tall, right, Lori? He was tall. So they did have a giant on their team. And that didn't help our, you know, didn't help. But this boy right here, his name is Harbor. Now. I'm telling you the story of Harbor because we're losing and it's bad. Like it felt bad. And I'm over on the side and I can't remember, I think I was talking with Lincoln and we're just talking about things we could do, you know, to kind of like, I mean, it's like 28 to like six. And we're like, look, let's try, let's make this happen. And Harbor, we just scored, I think, I think we had a free throw. and. Harbor's going back on defense, and here's how Harbor travels from that end of the court to the other end of the court. You guys ready? <laughs> and I looked out there, and I'm like, I'm cracking up. Because I'm like, being like, all right, so we should play defense. Like, oh my gosh, what is Harbor doing? Harbor is this kid, and I feel like you can't bring him down. You can't. Like, and he was amazing all season long. In fact, this team, this team did the most excellent job of never talking down to one another out on the court, even though we lost every single game. We lost them all. And they, I know, did I tell you we were defeated? Because like, <laughs> Harbor is out there and he's skipping back and he's loving the game and the score doesn't matter, and he's out there playing. And sometimes a shift in perspective is exactly what we need. It's exactly what we need. And that's why we're gonna dive into this series called Shift. Tonight, specifically though, we're going to talk a little bit about these words called heavy and light. But before we go there, I wrote this because I was trying to find like a cool quote, but I couldn't find one. And I just said, your point of view is exactly that, a view from a very particular point, right? It's from where you are. And that means in this room, we have a lot of points of view, a lot of them. And it's a lot like those images. Sometimes something can look entirely different from a slightly different angle or a slightly different story or upbringing, or experience. There's so many points of view out there. And what I would like to do is kind of bring us to that more common ground place. And sometimes even within yourself, you're gonna have these two very different words, 
two very different approaches, but you have to kind of find the center. You kind of have to find the middle, the balanced place. So tonight's talk is titled Shift, Not Heavy, Not Light. Now, a while back, we were making one-word bracelets. And someone in this room made a bracelet that said what? Light. Light. She made it. That's how she knew. And we didn't even talk about this. We didn't stage any of that, did we? No? Woo, <laughs> marvel, right? Mind-blowing. Wow. David Blaine kind of stuff. Um, what's interesting to me is when she made that word, it was around the time when like my life felt very heavy. And when she wrote that on her bracelet, I was like, ah, I should have wrote that. You know, like that's what I felt like. Because I had all of these ideas for what light meant to me and what heavy meant to me. I had all of those words. So I knew exactly kind of where I was going with it. But I don't know what heavy and light brings to your mind, right? what the word heavy brings or what the word light means to you either. Because Silas's first word was light, but it meant that kind of light, right? But we're not going to talk about that kind of light. We're going to talk about the other kind of light and heavy, what you feel, that kind of heavy, that kind of light. There was a song that Chester from Linkin Park put out. It was called Heavy. I'm just going to read the lyrics to you because when she wrote light on that bracelet, here's what I was thinking. That's why I loved Chester. Before he passed, he put to like life words that like I felt sometimes, you know? And I think everybody can kind of relate to this. I don't like my mind right now, stacking up problems that are so unnecessary. Wish that I could slow things down. I want to let go, but there's comfort in the panic. And I drive myself crazy thinking everything's about me. Yeah, I drive myself crazy because I can't escape the gravity. I'm holding on. Why is everything so heavy? Holding on so much more than I can carry. I keep dragging around what's bringing me down. If I just let go, I'd be set free. Holding on. Why is everything so heavy? I love the line, I keep dragging around what's bringing me down. If I just let go, I'd be set free. I love those lines, love those lines. That's what it pulled up for me when I saw her put that on her bracelet. That kind of idea, that kind of idea. Now, I also brought this, because maybe when people thought heavy and light, they were thinking about this. Now, 15 pounds. What? It's heavy, it's heavy right? Now, some people in this room might think it's heavy. Some people in this room might think it's light. Tate, what did you say it was? Heavy. I was like, Tate, can you run up to Silas's room? Can you grab one of his dumbbells? Can you bring it downstairs? Tate comes down and he's like, Ugh. and he like brings it up. And, he, and I was like, hey, what's up? He's like, it's heavy. And he was like, plus, because I did it with one arm. That's what he said, you know, right? So this idea of heavy and light before we go any further, what I want you to think about is there's, there's obviously a spectrum going on of heavy and light, right? There's a wide spectrum there. In my mindfulness class right now, what some people, what the teacher's trying to tell us is when, when you're in meditation and when you're sitting down and you're trying to kind of sit there and clear your mind, clear your mind, not really, you're supposed to be observing thoughts. And you're supposed to be observing them in a non- judgmental kind of way, right? Which is like, so this thought, it's not good or bad, you know, I'm not going to enter into it or even give it that much time. What I'm going to do is I'm going to acknowledge that it's there and my mind is doing what it's supposed to be doing. It's thinking, thank God. And then I'm just going to try and focus on my breathing. When we're talking about light and heavy tonight, I want you to think about it in a non-judgmental kind of way. Heavy isn't bad. Heavy isn't good. Light isn't bad. Light isn't good. Okay? There's a spectrum there. Things feel heavy and things feel light. Don't get pulled into like, oh, that, 
that's bad, this is good, all that kind of stuff. Non-judgmental way is what we're trying to kind of move forward. Because sometimes I've heard people say, oh, heavy. Ah, oh, man, what comes to mind for heavy? Drama. Drama comes to mind for heavy. Um, problems come to mind for heavy. Light, what comes to mind for light? Uh, rainbows, butterflies. Uh, I don't know, like awesomeness, carefree living, autopilot. I don't know. You know what I mean? What, what comes to mind for heavy? Well, Phil talked about passion and how they're suffering. Suffering comes to mind for heavy. Maybe on the heavy side, there's meaning. Maybe meaning is heavy, right? Maybe like substance, significance is on the heavy side. So don't let it be like good or bad, right? Don't let it fall into those categories. We just want to have heavy and light. And I think we kind of know maybe a little bit how that stuff feels. Um, have you ever had a friend that's heavy? Come on now. Come on, you've had that friend. Sometimes I've been that friend for people and I've told in verbally, I'm like, we're gonna lose friends because I feel like every time we hang out with them, I'm just like heavy, you know? Like it, it, it can be that way. I had a friend, he was in college and I'm not gonna name him out loud now because he might listen to this podcast. I would hate to offend him, but he was heavy, my God, he was heavy. And it wasn't even in the sense of he's just like, bringing me down or he's always woe is me you would like sit down with him for lunch right lunch date here we go you sit down and he's like how are you doing <laughs> you're like i'm pretty good like life's good really <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. i was like oh like can we just talk about the weather? Like, can we do that? Sports, anything, that would be great. So you've, you've had that friend that's heavy. You've also had the friend that's light. You've had the friend that like, you really can't go there with them. You've tried and they resisted all your attempts. Like, it's not gonna happen. You've had a friend that's light and they don't really wanna get heavy. They would rather not. If it's hard to think about it that way, I like to pull stuff into movies and music, you know? There's heavy music, there's light music. There's heavy movies, there's light movies. I'll show you one. Silver Linings Playbook. Anybody remember this movie? Okay, people were raving about it. They were telling me, Phil, you gotta see this movie, you're gonna love this movie. People like to recommend stuff to me too, that's why I recommend it to you. But they were like, you have to see this movie. And the words that were associated was, it's so funny. I heard people say that. It's hilarious. I went to see the movie and I was physically exhausted at the end. I did not sign up for that crap. Like that was heavy to me. That was like drama and dysfunction for two hours. And I have enough of that sometimes, right? If I had known that, I wouldn't have gone to see this movie. I wouldn't have gone, I wouldn't have checked it out. Yes, it's got some good points in it, yes. But like when I went to see it, man, it felt super heavy to me. I expected a light movie, 100%. I was like, bring me some Owen Wilson or something. Like, I love Owen Wilson, he's not in the movie. <laughs> that's confusing, but that's what I was kind of expecting. <laughs> Owen Wilson, I think of light, light, light. But, so there's this kind of feeling, right? And what I wanna emphasize just right here is, we do choose, we do. I just don't think we do it as often as we should within ourselves, right? Because if my heavy friend calls me, I have a moment where I see his name on the phone. And depending on how I'm feeling, I choose whether or not I go there. Right? No, leave a voicemail, bloop. Okay, like when I put on music, right? Some music fits right now, some doesn't, based on how I'm feeling and where I am. And so I just want you to understand that sometimes we do choose heavier light, we make those choices, and we honestly should be checking in with ourselves a little bit more about our lives when it comes to heavy and light. Because a lot of times I think we're living from this place that says, okay, there's only two vantage points from which to live. It's heavy or light. 
as if those are the only two places we could live when there is this pretty broad spectrum of heavier and heavier and heavier and heavier and heaviest, and there's lighter, 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 and lightest. And like, if you travel an equal distance from both ends of the spectrum, we should find a place magically known as the center, the balance, that place. That's a pretty awesome place to be. Now often, life happens, right? And so you can find yourself all over this spectrum. But many times, we never observe where we are in a non-judgmental way to say like, hey, so how am I feeling today? Like, how's, how's, how is this experience going right now? Is this heavy or is this light? And then responding accordingly, right? Then you kind of have a place from which to gauge yourself and take some steps or maybe inch closer toward center, that fun, balanced place in life. There's this parable in the Bible. I grew up Christian, so... Another thing that happened when I saw the word light, I automatically have stories that come to mind from the Bible for me. Automatically. And there's this time when Jesus in the Bible says, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. And I've heard so many sermons given on that, and I've read so many books and so many vantage points from it, I'm not going to bother you with all the details. But essentially what he was saying, I think, and what I've read and studied is, he had an interpretation about a way to live life, and that was the yoke. And he's saying, my way at like doing life is, is easy. And the, and the burden upon going that way is light. And so when I heard that, I was still like in this binary approach of heavy and light almost being opposites of one another, right? There was no in between and you were in one or the other. And it kind of sounded like what Jesus was saying was, his way is rainbows and butterflies, man. And it's like carefree living and it's awesome. And then like, it never dawned on me that he never said like, he still said there was a burden. Oh, right, my burden is light. So there's still, there's still something to that. There's still some weight going on there right? I think sometimes when we find ourselves on one end of the spectrum, the other end of the spectrum is suddenly very appealing, right? So it's like, hey, I'm over here chilling out in heavy land. This sucks. And that looks pretty good to me. Not quite sure how to get there, you know? And I feel like, honestly, what Jesus was trying to do in the Bible was to try and jart and jolt some, uh, what did I say? Jar and jolt. I was right. My wife looked at me like I was crazy for a second, yeah. and I thought I was too. To jar and jolt some people from, hey, you're way over here. I'm not saying you're going to come over here to lightest. I'm just saying, like, step into a place that's lighter. It's light. Come over here. Because he was dealing with a lot of people that were in this kind of end of the spectrum, on the heavy side. And sometimes what we're looking for in life is a shift in perspective. A shift in perspective between heavy and light. I've got some examples, because I don't want to leave you guys totally like hanging there. But there is a necessary weight to life. That's what the middle and the center suggests. That you're in the middle of heavy and light. So there is some weight there. There's some substance. It's not like totally easy and carefree and on autopilot. Most of the time when we end up on that end of the spectrum, you end up craving some kind of depth and some kind of substance because life just didn't feel quite heavy enough, right? So then we kind of travel back towards the center. Oftentimes, I've found in my own life that what's in the way for me moving from either end of the spectrum towards center is myself. Ah, now, you're supposed to be full of self-love and compassion. You're supposed to be gracious towards yourself, especially if you've got the mindset like me and the voice loops that can be in your head sometimes. But, man, sometimes you have to get out of the way. 
In the past two weeks, I want to tell you about one week in particular. I feel like it was at the beginning of the week. Who cares, right? Let's call it day one. Ann comes to me, and she says, babe, the sink is leaking. And I'm like, man. And this is on a day when my schedule's really full, okay, super full. And in about 30 minutes, I have to be somewhere. And she's like, sink's leaking. And her sisters are going to be coming soon. Three to stay with us and a baby in our house. Okay, so anyway. <laughs> and the, the sink is leaking. Now, I'm not a plumber. I love plumbers because they can do what I cannot do. Because when I hear sink is leaking, I think that's like two days work. Like easy. Like 24 hours each day. Like that's what it is. And plumbers don't think that way. Like they think that's like half an hour, maybe tops, you know? But so I'm thinking, okay, let's do the fill fix for it for right now. The fill fix is put a bowl under the <laughs> pipes so it catches the water. If it fills up, dump it out, not back down that same <laughs> sink, right? Learned my lesson once before. But like bowl underneath the sink. So that's what we do. And we just keep buying time. And as the week goes on, I'm like gearing myself up to tackle this problem. That's what I'm doing. I'm like, I buy some plumber's putty one day. Um, I told Ann, I think I'm going to need a special wrench. Uh, and when I tell her that, she goes, would you just call somebody? Because we have friends who are plumbers. Uh, it's pretty hard for me to ask for help, right? So I let this thing continue to kind of be there. And it doesn't feel too heavy yet. Until about three days later when Ann's like, hey, babe, so you'll never believe this. <laughs> the dishwasher's leaking. And uh, I'm like, for real? Mm, not cool. So Phil Fix, we put some paper towels under the, uh, <laughs> the corners of the dishwasher where it's leaking. Um, and then a couple more days go by, and Anne graciously comes to me with a smile on her face, and she says, guess what? The refrigerator is leaking. And I was like, no. What is happening, right? What is going on in our kitchen? It's the bigger question. But the refrigerator's leaking, too. And then to bring it all home at the end of that week, uh, we were notified what we owed in taxes. Oh, that was a very unpleasant day, by the way. And then I got into a fight with my son. Silas. I was having a pretty crappy day, I'll let you know. And uh, I kind of let him have it on the phone. And then I texted him afterwards, and I was like, I'm sorry. Like, I was having a bad day, grumpy day, and I'm taking it all out on you. And he was like, it's OK. Um, and then when he got home, we talked a little bit. And when I got home, Ann was like, yeah, have you talked to Silas yet? And I'm like, yeah, I let him have it. I felt like a total idiot for doing it, too. And she's like, well, apparently he's had a really bad day. I was like, are you serious? That's like horrible. And then I made his day worse. You know, one of those kinds of things. I had the means, the money to fix those things. And as the week went on, it just got heavier and heavier for me. I kid you not. And I could have done something about it, but I personally didn't want to ask for help. Had nothing to do with the money. Had everything to do with asking for help. Right? I was making it heavier as the week went on. I was totally in the way. Like even when it came to like arguing with my son Silas, like it was really all about me. And I made the situation even more heavy. And so what did I do? I kind of apologized. I did call a friend. He fixed it so fast, it was stupid. Um, love plumbers, love them. And then one of the things I did too was I started playing this game called Fortnite with Silas. And some of you guys wouldn't approve. Because it's, I mean, whatever. Shooting. Yeah, it's shooting. But like, hey, I sat down with Silas, and I literally just played this game for a few hours. And it felt great. It felt really, really good to play this game with my son and to just kind of zone out and connect with him. 
felt very light because I was definitely in this heavy space. And interestingly enough, connecting with my son, apologizing to him and hugging him and talking it out a little bit and then playing this game, that's what felt light to me. That's what did it. That was kind of the self-regulation that like I needed and I pulled in on that day. Sometimes on the lighter side of things, I think about people like who are on the lighter side and it's like, what do you need to do to take steps back to like some heavier places? And, and honestly, what comes up for me is like time is a big thing that's in the way. Because I think sometimes getting back to kind of the substance of life in the center, it takes time. And most of us don't have a lot of that, right? Like when it comes to actually like looking inward towards your interiors and engaging your heart, that's not easily done. And it also takes time and energy and effort. It takes time to do that for yourself. It certainly takes time to do that with other people. I told a story a long time ago about bumping into a friend who was out of town for a while and he was out of town because of a tragedy that had happened in their family. And he was there for like 10 days. And he was in the middle of it and it was thick and it was hard. I bumped into him and I'm just like going to the UPS store, you know? And I was like, hey, how's it going? And he was like, oh, I just got back from, you know, such and such place. And I was like, oh, how was it? <laughs> you know? And he was like, it was really hard. And I'm like, oh, well, what happened? You know? And then he like told me the story. We stood there for about 30 minutes chatting. Whew. Like, I had this sudden urge to forget the rest of my day and to just go home, to pull my kids out of school, and to be heavy with them. <laughs> right? Like, to be my friend across from the table. Like, how's it going? You know, and like, and just kind of be there and like, be heavy. Let's do this. Because everything else I was doing felt super super light. It felt way too light over here. And like he was pulling me back toward the center. You know what I mean? In that instance, I was like taking these steps back. Desperately though, hilarious, other side of the equation, he was in the heavy space that said, man, I have too much right now. I have too much to carry. There's too much on my mind. I spent 10 to 11 days in the thick of that and I'm craving something ordinary something, anything ordinary. That's why I'm picking up my mail, <laughs> right? Like I'm stepping back toward the center because I'm in this heavy place and I need something. Like it's that self-regulation process. Um, one of the things I love to do when I'm in heavy spaces, I go for a drive. I'm that guy. Like, and I play music and I go for a drive. I might not be going anywhere. <laughs> Right? There's no intended destination. I'm just driving because it's pulling me back toward the center somehow. Things felt a little too heavy or a little too light. Oftentimes I'll go for a run when I'm feeling like things are too light. Because when I start running, my brain starts thinking. And I love to think. And the things that I start thinking about are good things and they're a little bit heavier and it starts pulling me back towards center. So there are gonna be different things for different people. What's heavy and what's light for you and you kind of get to figure that out. The thing that I wanna just stress to you tonight is you're asking yourself, essentially, how's it going? How's life going right now? You're checking in with yourself to see in a non-judgmental way, is it feeling pretty heavy right now? Is it feeling pretty light right now? And you're not asking the question, how's it going, like everybody asks the question. Because it happens in my house all the time. First kid comes through the door. I'm like, so did you bring home your stuff from school that you needed to bring home? I could say literally that. And the response would be, good. <laughs> it's not what I asked. But we're so programmed to expect that someone's asking that question and we know what our response is supposed to be. A few weeks ago, I was telling John this, but someone asked me, how's it going? And I paused. It's, it's actually really bad today. It's 
that's what I said. And they were like, all right, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Phil, the heavy friend. No, like, but like, you know what I mean? And they were taken a bit off guard. So when you're asking yourself this kind of question, like, I don't want you to throw out the automatic response. I want you to be honest with yourself and like find out where you're falling on that spectrum. Because once you know where you are in a non-judgmental way, not that being over here is bad or good or being over here is bad or good, you can more appropriately determine the next step, right? And that might be who knows what for you to kind of pull back towards center. Because life happens and you're gonna be all over the place at times. Sometimes it definitely feels out of your control, but anything you can do, in my opinion, to inch back toward the center, right? That center grounded, balanced place is a good, good thing. Something else I do is always try, I used to play games with people a lot, like board games. We got known as like the board game family by a lot of people, because we have a lot of them. But I loved playing board games with people because like it was just fun. It was entertaining and it was good conversation. And it, it felt like the center to me in so many ways. Like, I don't know, but that was me. And that's my DNA and who I am. Not heavy, not light. The center, what I call the necessary weight of light, of life. The necessary weight of life. If we're meant to live from that place, a place of balance, then we have to check in with ourselves to know where we are. We have to be honest with ourselves about where we are in a non-judgmental, gracious, compassionate way for yourself. One other thing. I posed a question to some friends not too long ago, and it was basically this question of, so, well, we were like 20, I don't know what we were at the time, 25, and I think some friends came out to visit, and I feel like most of us had been married for like three years. And I posed them this question, and one of my friends looked at me like I was crazy. Um, but I looked at two of my friends and I just said, so are you guys planning on staying married though? And they're like, I said, are you planning on staying married? Oh. Like I looked at them, and like we're all like, we're pretty early in. You know, like, and they looked at me like I was crazy. And they were like, Phil, why would you even ask that question? Well, what they didn't know was, like, I was dealing with some people um, who had just broken up. And I, and I never thought they would have, right? And so, like, I'm there and I'm in this place and I'm thinking about myself and I'm thinking how vulnerable, like, we all are to all sorts of things when we just go on autopilot and we don't check in. And I was pulling that back to my life. And so we talked about like a whole host of things. Like, are you gonna like do this job forever? Are you gonna be like this? Are you gonna do this? Are you... And like you could lay it out. And what we quickly found out was, man, life takes some serious intentionality. Like on every kind of level. And often this light area, when people love to be on autopilot, right? Like, and, and they feel like it's just kind of coasting, sometimes you better be checking in and kind of stepping back toward that center place and like thinking about the full spectrum a little bit more to understand that, man, I'm gonna keep working at this thing. The reason I mention that is, I've dealt with a lot of people recently who find themselves on one end of the spectrum. That's when they notice when they're pretty far out there on one edge. That's when it becomes a problem and it really surfaces and that's when their attention is drawn to it and they finally respond. When I'm like, dang, you could have been checking in all along to realize, oof, ah, I'm getting pretty far out there, right? Like on this end until finally like it's almost like you can't ignore it and then sometimes too, the distance back to center feels so insurmountable. It feels so far sometimes. So I would just throw it out there. It might be a crazy question to ask yourself on a daily basis. How's it going? And you know what? You might find yourself saying, this feels pretty, it feels pretty much in the center. This feels good. I feel like I'm holding both sides really well. Great. 
Keep asking yourself, though. Keep checking in. That's the process of self-regulation. Because you don't want to finally find yourself out so far, that's when you first check in, right? Keep doing it all along the way. So until next time, friends, life is not meant to be lived from either or light or heavy, right? It's meant to be lived from both and, and that's in the center. That's not heavy and it's not light. It's that center sweet spot. You have both heavy and light in your life. Embrace the necessary weight of life. And when necessary, slide to the left, slide to the right. I won't go into the rest of that dance song for you, but you know, you guys can picture it though, right? Like, <laughs> slide to the left, slide to the right. All it takes is a little shift sometimes. All it takes is a little shift sometimes, and you'll find yourself back in that balanced space of life. So that's all I've got for you tonight. Not heavy, not light, some good stories. I'm going to go stand in the back because you're going to take a piece of paper and hopefully anonymously, and you can put your name on it too if you want. I don't care. But advice to your younger Self. What would that be? What would that look like? You can always send an email as well. And uh, we've got new posters in the back if you want to take some of those. Last thing I want to say is this. Thank you guys so much for showing up to More to Life. Thank you for coming. Thanks for participating. Thanks for asking questions. Thank you for engaging. Thank you for making this space. I highly believe this is a great space for people to check in with themselves and to do some of that self-regulation, right? It's one hour, it's twice a month, and it's so worth it, so worth it. So thank you so much for being here. I'm gonna play music. Don't forget to grab these on your way out. <laughs>